let's get into the topic. Let's talk about kindness. <laughs> I'm gonna play like that. Would you kindly tell me what's so funny, Corianne? You just like looks. It's like so serious. Yeah, it was like Chris Hansen, you know, and Chris Hansen would like bust in on the predators or whatever and be like, so. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about why you're here. Let's talk about why we're here. Why are we here? We need to be more kind on the ice. We need to fight less. On the ice. Yeah, the fans might, may not like the fact that you mentioned hockey, dude. So. What? I mentioned hockey? Yes. When did I mention hockey? Just now. Chris Hansen? You literally just men- mentioned hockey. What did I say? Like, did he not mention hockey? No, I said Chris Hansen. <laughs> I heard you mention hockey, like, right after his name. No, like... On how to catch a predator. How to catch a predator? <laughs> predator. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who wow. Chris Hansen is, obviously. Oh, but. Like Dateline, like uh, yeah, he, How to Catch a Predator. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I was thinking Predators, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I stand by that. <laughs> I stand by that. I heard you say Predators, and I was like, oh, he's talking about hockey. Chris Hansen must be like oh on gosh. the Predators. <laughs> Love you, doll. <laughs> but hey. My name's Dalton. I'm the host of this show. But, hey! <laughs> I also have co-hosts. Mm-hmm. There's David Overstreet. He's the guy that's playing the music and the uh, the sound bites for us. Hey, hello. Yeah, and there's also Whitney. She's not really here for anything important. <laughs> hey. <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> no, no. Whitney helps me come up with the content. Uh, we didn't do that this week. We kind of were just kind of winging it. but. <laughs> No, I think I think we had a good episode last week. I we did really have did. a good episode have, last week. I have faith week. in that one. We're gonna have a good episode this week too. This week too, yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about today? Why are we here? We are here to talk about relationships. We are. Yeah. The do's. And before and we don't talk about relationships, I completely forgot about this. We're gonna play another edition of the Jane Doe game. Oh, the Jane Doe. Jane Doe game. Yeah. We got a Jane Doe on our hands. Yeah. So I want to play, I have five samples here. I'm going to play it. You guys just tell me who you think it is saying this. Ready? One more time. There are two people in this clip. One more time. I think the first one. I think the first one's Dalton and the second one's me. I think the first one's David and the second one's you. Dalton is correct. Hey! Oh, I got one right. Yeah, Come did. on. <laughs> Can't dock me. Can give that. half credit. Okay. We found our Jane Doe and John Doe. <laughs> Number two. That's Whitney. <laughs> it's Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Something. <laughs> you say you're pruned if you do. You're pruned uh, if, if you don't. don't. Might as well go ahead and get okay with the pruning. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's definitely me. <laughs> it's so funny because what, you. you don't need to hear the pitch. You don't need to hear even what like she's saying. You just need to hear the tone. Uh, like the tone is there. Right. It's the attitude. <laughs> Number three. That stinks. This stinks. And Dalton. This stinks. Grand. That's David. That stinks. This stinks. It's Dalton. 
Is it? It's what did, dumb. What did I say? You said it stinks. That stank. That stinks. This stank. <laughs> I don't want to know what you were talking about. Okay. Either. This one should be pretty easy. Yeah, vomit blankets. What? Yeah, vomit blankets. Vomit blankets? Yeah. Sounds like something you would say, David. Yeah, it's going to be you. It has to be. It was me. Cooper had just vomited all over his bed, and we were talking about vomit blankets. Yeah, vomit blankets. (laughs) (laughs) This one, the last one, we've got three voices to identify in this one. we got to get them in order in order to get it correct. Okay. Okay. Here we go. One more time. I think I'm the last one. I think I'm the second one. Well, the guess in order, all three. Can first, we hear it again? First to last. Yeah. yeah. Corian, me, Dalton. Yeah. Same. No. What? Is it Corian, you, me? Yep. Like a lot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what mine was. It's not even like it a lot. I barely even said anything in the middle there. Vomit blankets. Vomit blankets. All right, That's guys. That's going to be on our merch team. Like, yeah, we're going to start selling merch, and the first thing that we sell is vomit blankets. <laughs> All right, guys. I will not be purchasing. <laughs> you can rent them, too, if you want. Guys, follow us if you uh, would buy a vomit blanket. Oh, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah, vomit blanket. I think we'd get more followers if we said <laughs> follow us if you would not. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, oh. All right. On, on our, We're going to post something on Instagram. And if you like, if you comment on the video, then you're saying that you would buy a vomit blanket. If you like the video, then you're saying that you would not buy a vomit blanket. <laughs> what, what would be a practical use for that? Just cover yourself with the vomit? I mean, just... Just stop. Okay, <laughs> next. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> back to the topic at hand, <laughs> which I forgot what it was. Relationships. No, relationships. <laughs> I just imagine yes. all the women that listen to our show that are just like, can we please get Corianne back? And like <laughs> one of the guys leave. <laughs> Yes, guys. Corianne <laughs> is absent today. Uh, Again. She's still in Cali with her family um, visiting. So yeah, she's in my. She's on a milk carton today. We miss you, Corianne. Yes. Yeah, we do. We do. But we've I got really Whitney. Do. We've got Whitney. We've got one feminine presence here. Yeah. Dalton's decorations qualify for a little bit of feminine presence. Also, um, um, excuse me. We are in the room that you decorated right now. No, I'm talking about the whole house. Oh, okay. The whole house. <laughs> Um, I did put a candle over there. Nice. So a little bit of feminine coming out of me. Yeah, there just you a go. little bit. Hang on. Let's talk about that. What? Let's talk about femininity and masculinity F- real fem- quick. Femininity. I mean, we're, we're talking. Okay, we're talking about relationships today. Okay. And your femininity. Femininity. Is that a word? Is that not the word? It is. You're just saying it weird. Femininity. Femininity. It sounds like in Finding Nemo Feminin- when he Feminin- tries to say. Whatever he lived in. <laughs> um, uh, the turtle. I can't remember. Yeah, Anyways. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what about femi- <laughs> now, feminine? Now I'm trying to think of what that word is. Um, but no, like, 
femininity and masculinity, like I've always felt super just like demasculinized. <laughs> Demasculated? <laughs> Demasculated, yeah. Um, because I appreciate flowers. I appreciate candles. I appreciate decorating the house with farmhouse style things. <laughs> Putting up a Christmas tree on November 16th. Yes, I appreciate those things. Ladies, take notes. <laughs> I mean, you get points with the ladies. That's that's 100% true. I mean, yeah, but I've always felt like le- I've been always I've always been made to feel like less of a man because of it. Really? Yeah. Sorry about that. That's a, well, I mean, not just not by you, but like <laughs> Kleenex. This is sponsored by Kleenex. This segment. Right here. But no, I don't think it's like deem it's not. I'm messing with you. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like I was thinking the other day, well, not the other day. I thought this a long time ago actually. Um, but like God made Adam to work in a garden. And <laughs> and it is perfectly fine if I want to have a garden one day. This is what our podcast okay. has come to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh no! My my grandfather has a garden, dude. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can grow all the flowers I want okay. and give them to myself on my birthday. Absolutely, you can. <laughs> you can, buddy. You can do whatever you want. Uh, you know, I really hope that my wife comes home one day on our anniversary and gives me flowers. Sure she will. All right, so there's a few things. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few things that we would like to talk with you guys about today. Yeah. I'm glad we have Whitney to steer us back. Uh, okay, so we kind of want to touch at some point on the do's and don'ts of relationships a little bit. Um, I have a lot of don'ts for you guys. They have a lot of do's. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, women, they can do a lot of things that guys can do. Like, they, they often want to do a lot of things that guys can do. But if a guy wants to do a lot of things that the girls can do, that's just weird. It's weird. It's a double standard. <laughs> it's double standard. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll talk about some, like, do's and don'ts, some expectations, you know, that you might have at the front gate. Um, also want to talk about how you know if you're really ready for a relationship and if it's the right relationship for you to enter into. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Start us off. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> continue. Well, I apologize. I wasn't listening to that last part. Okay. So... How, with dating period, mm-hmm. I have lots of questions for you guys, maybe. Um, <laughs> okay. No, but seriously. Okay, so what is your approach when you want to start to pursue a girl? What are some characteristics and things that you look for? Um, what are some supplications maybe that you personally have on your prayer list just to kind of give us an idea? Uh, so my... I'm going to start with the approach. So the approach is to um, walk up to them (laughs) and give them a rose and say, I'm going to date you and these 24 other women on this TV show. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) The rose in your mouth, walk up to him. Hello. Uh, That's how we're going to do it, you know? (laughs) That's what life has come to. No. Um Um, my, my approach has always been be a friend first, um, because I've learned in my past relationship history that when you just like try to date somebody right off the bat, it just doesn't work. At least not for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like 
I can't stand trying to get to know somebody while you already like have this assumed commitment. Yeah. Like that's just uh-uh. it's a lot no. of pressure. It's, it is a lot of pressure. There was this one girl that I was talking to a while back, and like we hadn't even gone on our first date. We had met online, and she was like. Yeah, so if you want to date me, this is, like, what you have to do. You have to call me every single day, like, on your lunch break, and, like, you have to check in with me, like, throughout the day and all the stuff, and you have to talk to me for at least an hour on the phone at night. And I was just like, mm, I don't You pulled even, a switch on that chick. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know you. Yeah. Why would I want to put that commitment in if I don't know you? And <laughs> so, like... I, it's fine to want those things, but those are things that are like it, it comes to gradually. Like mm-hmm. yeah. there has to be there has to be the intimacy there. There has to be like the commitment for you to like do those things. You cannot like those are not demands that you make before you know somebody. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So how long is your <laughs> now? <laughs> based on trial and tribulation here for you? Um. What is a good period for like an amount of time that you would say? And I know it. It can be different. Some people, you feel like you've known them your whole life, and some people, it takes a while to actually get to see them and get to know them, know them. So not that you can really place a specific time limit on it, but what would you say would be the shifting factor that you would want to take this friendship and develop it into a relationship? Um, it's like you said, it's definitely different in every situation. Mm-hmm. Um. In some cases, like, I don't know, it, it's such a broad statement. It's such a broad thing. Like, there, there's no one size fits all. Yeah. Um, one example I would say is that, like, you've been friends for a while and you both just kind of realized, like, like, hey, there's something here. Let's try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was our friend Katie and Garrison's situation. They had been friends for a while. They kind of saw each other at Young Life. They were both coaches there. And Garrison was like, hey, would you want to try this out? And Katie was like, yeah. So, like, that's one situation. Another would be uh, the obvious, like, you both kind of meet and you're already kind of interested. And so you, like, you start the dating process, but you don't you don't put that pressure of a commitment on. Mm-hmm. Um, the third would be um, probably the guy is, like, already interested. And so – they want to be your friend, but they want to get to know you as a friend, not as anything else. And then they kind of judge it from there. Uh, and it's the same thing in the woman situation. Like maybe the guy isn't really, maybe the guy's off doing his own thing, but you're interested. And so you want to be close to him and figure out who he is before you express yourself. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're pursuing the guy. The guy's eventually going to pursue you if you're around enough. And like, if he gets to know you in that same process, um, that's like three examples, I think. Okay. David, what you got? My goodness. <laughs> um, so rephrase the question for me one more time. So, and I feel like you and Dalton have different dating styles and I feel like dating styles can be really important. Mm-hmm. Um, Dalton, I feel like is a little bit, he can be in the middle. He can do like newer stuff like dating apps, but I also think at heart, he's more of an old school type of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as that goes, like in your heart of hearts. Um, David, I feel like you're more up to date on what dating actually looks like to a lot of people now in that process of going ahead and calling it a date and going on multiple dates. But really, that's just your 
hey, I'm getting to know you to see if I like you. Yeah. So go ahead. Just um, I just kind of want to hear your experience on that. Um, so I I did do the traditional since when I was in high school and um, ended up getting in a relationship that I learned pretty much everything I could learn from. And then there wasn't a period after that where I was very, I was exploring. I was kind of figuring out what my personality type meshed well with. And um, I would say that it really depended on what maturity level the other person was at at that point in time. Yes, you could call it a date. Yes. Um, And yes, that's what I did. But that doesn't mean that person is always going into it with, oh, this is automatically going to be romantic. Like, it's not... The first date is... There is a lot of pressure at first, but once you've, like... if you, It depends on the maturity level of that person, like I said. So you can go into a situation where that person has been on a lot of first dates, has been through all that, and they're just looking to meet somebody. They're looking to just meet somebody to talk, to build a relationship with that person. Um... So you got to figure out their motives. What do they want? Like, and you know, like you have to figure out what their morals are. Like the first date, just because you call it a date doesn't mean automatically there's that pressure for me personally, um, because you're not married to this person. You're not engaged to this person. It'd be just like, you know, saying to someone, Hey, you're kind of cool. Like let's hang out. It's if you want to phrase it a different way, that's fine. But either way, you're still getting to know that person. Now, I've done it the wrong way where immediately it's gotten romantic, and I agree that that was not the right way to approach that. Um, But I feel like with my current girlfriend now, it started off that way, and then I cut it off. And then I said, okay, let's be friends. Like, let's get to know each other. Um, And then there were some guidelines that I felt like I had to see before I would let that person in. Mm -hmm. And that took some time. Um, and I feel like that was the right way to do it. Um, so I guess kind of don't get your expectations out of whack on the first date and don't feel like there's this overwhelming pressure to like the person. I don't know. It's much, the older I've gotten and the more I've dated, the more mature the dates have been. Like the more mature the people have been when they come into, you can always tell when a person comes into it very antsy and like trying to be someone they're not like you start to pick up on those things the more Mm -hmm. you date so so here's a good question for you guys because I feel like there there's always a lot of great potential people out there to meet out there to date and maybe a lot of them do have the qualities that you like how do you discern and how do you pick the person that you feel like is going to be the best for you if they all seem to fit the clip if you know what I mean so like, how did you know? That's something that I really, okay, this is how, you know, it's easy and that's hard to explain. And just when you hear that, it's just like, what does that mean? No, like being with this person is easy. The way they make you feel the way, like their goals align with your goals, their morals don't, maybe they don't have to exactly line up but you're you're together you can you can kind of sense 
their personality type and your personality type mesh. And that's something that you just feel out. That's something that you just kind of have, you know, you know it when you know it. Um, so yeah, I say it, when it becomes easy, that's when you start to kind of let those barriers down. But Dalton. Um, yeah, I would agree. I, I, I try to stick away from saying, you know, that, you know, type thing, because like, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying that so many people convince themselves that they know. Um, and so like, I try to stick, I try to stay away from that. Um, as for me with the person that, you know, I'm interested in, she and I, it's, we have, we have both approached the situation from a very, from a very observational point of view. Like we're not skeptical about it, but we're both like, okay, where is this going? Is it still healthy type situation? Um, she and I like, we have the same goals, but they aren't aligned. Like, okay. So for like you, like you're dating a musician. And so like your goals align in that way. And you're both very goal oriented. As for me and the person that I'm interested in, our goals don't look similar, but the mission is similar. The mission is to glorify Christ. The mission is to minister to people. And so that's how we kind of align. Um, I feel like the, uh, hang on, let, let me make sure I'm not getting off the question. What's the question again? Well, the question that I had kind of posed to him is if there is a lot of, you know, maybe there's a few people that fit the things that, you know, if you have a list that you're praying for, yeah, you know what I mean? How do you discern which one is the right one? Okay. Um, as far as discerning whether somebody is the right one or not, you've got to get it out of your head that there's one specific person out there for you. Mm-hmm. I do not believe that is true. I believe there is a specific type of person out there for you. And that is somebody who is pursuing the God, pursuing God as much as you are. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my answer for it. Like, yeah, I would just kind of piggybacking off what you said. So I am dating a musician, but she's a DJ. So her goals in the DJ realm are completely different than my goals in producing and all of that. Um, but our mission is still the same. So it's like her world is so different from my world. And we have a lot of differences between us. Our, her friend group is much different than my friend group. Like there could not be more differences in those areas. But we have a common mission yeah. together. So... Um, I think it's it's so funny because I'm seeing all my friends get married, you know, and get engaged here, especially in the past week or so. Yeah, I feel like it's the past like, three weeks has been, I've just been bombarded with people, like, having kids, getting married, getting engaged. Yeah. Like, there was one week where I saw three people that I knew get married. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and then you ask that question, how do you know? Like, when do you know? Man, that's such a that's such a God putting it on your heart question. Like mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. I don't think 
I appreciate that you and your significant other are coming at it from a very logical, observational point of view, and that is good to put up the red tape and be cautious. But at some point, you have to listen to what's in here, and you have to say, if what's in here is from up there, then what's in here is going to guide me in addition to using that logic and caution and observation. It's going to guide me in the right place. Yeah. You, at some point, you have to involve this. You can't be scared to say, well, I, I shouldn't follow my emotions because my emotions are always going to lead me down fleshly paths. And it's not, no, like when you love someone, that love is an emotion. Like, just like hate is an emotion, just like, you know, anger is an emotion. Like we have to be, we have to be careful that we don't let love take us on a different track. But it's like, if you have the conviction of Christ, like every relationship that I've been in that has had something that's not right, there's the conviction there, which mm-hmm. causes the the caution. Now the emotion goes against that, but the conviction ultimately wins out. That's really good. In the end. So I don't know. Yeah. That's really good. Um, you guys were talking just about mission and stuff, and I just so strongly believe there should definitely always be an alignment and purpose. And so the also, even though there might be good options out there, not every person is, has that same, like, you know what I mean? An alignment and purpose that you can achieve all that God has for you with. Um, and I do say that from a place of being single, but I have that strong conviction that the person that you partner with isn't just somebody that you're picking to, to give something to you, but somebody that you're willing to bring something to and, and to co-labor with and be a team with. Yes. You're picking a permanent teammate. Yes. Essentially. And I, you have to pick your team wisely. And so even though anybody could be on it, not everybody's going to be beneficial to it. Right. And, and that's what's so crucial. What do you do on a team, right? You, you go through adversity. Mm-hmm. A huge thing for me. Huge thing for me. Does the person I'm with have the ability to look at an issue Think about it rationally and problem solve with you on it. Like that, that is huge. Like my girlfriend right now, she is so patient. That is one of the key reasons that I got with her is she is so patient. Everyone else could be emotional about something and she, she puts it in a way. Let me give an example. She told me, she has two sisters that, they were all at the house or something, and the mom, her mom was acting a tad irrational at that point. And the sisters were like, why are you being so mad? Why are you being so irrational about this? This is, you know, getting upset with her for being that way. Well, Cassie comes at it from, like, what's going on? Like, what? let's talk about it. Like, what happened today? Is, is there anything I can do? It's very giving, very patient, very... Um, very agreeable. And so that's a huge thing. Like you said, you're picking a terminate teammate. No, (laughs) a permanent teammate. There's mine. You pick a permanent teammate. And like, how do you handle adversity with this person? Mm. Is so important, so pivotal. Because as soon as you put that ring on the finger, it's okay. There's a lot of waves coming your way. How do you handle them? Is this person equipped? Are you equipped? And we haven't even talked about the the self preparation that you have to do with your with you before you even get yourself into this position. But I mean that that goes without saying. Like you have to be 
where you need to be before you, especially I feel like as a man, like part of the reason that I'm waiting right now to get married is because I feel like there's still spiritual growth that I need to do before I take that step. Um, and you're never going to feel like a hundred percent confident, like I'm ready, but at the same time, it's like you need to lead if you're the man. You need to lead. Like, there's nothing around it. There's there's no way you can push up. You need to lead. And that's not to say it's not a team effort, but you got to be, when those waves come, you got to be the one. You got to have somebody that's going to stand beside you, not behind you. That's and good. so, but you also have to, you have to take the brunt, you know, and you have to, you have to set the example. So, that's really good. No, it's just like, what are your expectations? going into a, a relationship, Whitney. What are your expectations? Expectations. Um, man, that's a hard one because it, it's really easy to cap what God would want to do in your life whenever you go in with these set expectations. And honestly, sometimes they can be hard not to have. Um, but I think that's part of just letting God grow you and mold you and submitting to him. One thing that I've started doing a lot is just praying for his will. Because even the times I spent a lot of my earlier 20s in unequally yoked relationships. Um, and I never stopped and asked God, is this what you want for me? And is this how you would have me approach this? And is this what you want me to do? And I think stopping and asking the Lord, you know, show me your will. And if you tell me to yield and you tell me to move, I'll do it. And if you don't, then I won't. Okay. But I, it, it's taking that time to focus on what you can do for, for him and not just what he can do for you. And I, I found that the hard way when I went into relationships that were wrong or I went into it in an unhealthy way, it was, what can this do for me? How can I receive love? But I think that when that lines up and it's right, I think your purposes will line up. I think you'll have peace about it. I think like what you said, it'll be just, it'll flow. It'll be natural and it'll be to an extent easy, not to say you'll never go through something hard with the person, but that relational thing, you'll have peace about it. And I think it's because you have something to give. I don't think it's because you're going in just to get something, which we know that comes in relationship and it's nice, but I think it's because you're willing to lay down your life for something because you know God's called you to it. And it's not just the person, but it's the call and it's the purpose that he's placed on your life. And it's coming in into relationship with somebody like we talked about that is going to be that teammate that's going to co-labor with you and accomplish his will with you. Um, but the huge thing is just allowing personally for me, God, to teach me how to do that because I've never really dated the correct way, even though my heart's for that. And um, just trusting him, just learning to fully trust him and knowing that he can work those things out and that he does and that he will. And just yielding to what he wants to do, but never stopping your work. Yeah. And for all the people that are out there that are single, that are listening, you, especially us those of us that are in our like mid late twenties and you feel this outside pressure coming on to, to hurry up and get married, hurry up and have children, all these things. And I even had a coworker that I love dearly that is further along. And she, she was, man, I admire her so much. But one thing that she said that kind of broke my heart is, you know, just, you might have to be less particular or you might, they might not be where you're at. And I just have such a strong conviction that the person that I will partner with is going to have such a conviction and obedience and a love for God, period. Um, I don't want to have to fight with someone one day about obeying God. That's not it. But 
what she was telling me essentially getting back to that is that there's probably not anybody out there that's going to love the Lord like you and you're going to have to settle. And I remember going in the bathroom that day (laughs) um, and I literally cried. David's laughing at me. Yeah. But I cried because I was like, Lord, I should never, ever, ever. And I know you would never ask me to compromise your word to do your will. And I won't. And if I have to work alone, I don't think that that's what you have for me. I think you do have a person and we'll complement each other well and we'll accomplish for you and we'll grow together. But if I have to do my work alone, I'm not messed up with it. I will. And I'm not going to stop my work just to settle for someone that's not going to co-labor with me. Yeah. I think that that, that's awesome. Like, and you should have that. You should have that conviction and like you should have that judgment. Um, and you should trust your judgment when it comes to that. And I think, honestly, I personally think you have great judgment when it comes to that. Um, but I just think about people that are that are in relationships that didn't start out with God. And they had to go through things together to get too close to God. Um, I'm not saying that that's always going to happen. I'm just saying that that is a possibility. Maybe that person isn't where you're at then but mm-hmm. and looking at potential is so dangerous too um character is important that's where that comes in like what is that person's character and can that potential manifest into something i think that it can be both i don't think that every person shares the conviction that i have that's just the one that i have i've seen couples that didn't know god were married, went through hard times. Maybe one of them came to the Lord, the other one, you know, hopped on board later. I've seen people where they didn't work because one person really loved God and the other one didn't, and they didn't figure that out at the forefront. Um, there's so many different variations to that, and it, it really depends on the person, and I think God has so much grace and so much patience towards people, and he can work those things out. I do think that you can be further along than somebody and it still end up working, and God can bring that person to him. Um, that's just personally the conviction that I have. And I, you know, I'm not sure all that God will have me do, but I just have such a strong conviction for people and just doing things unto him. And it would really, for me at that point, be picking a person over him. If I settled for anything less than what's in my heart. Yeah. I also think we have to be careful because sometimes we put so much on humans, Yeah, put so much on people so many expectations, so much, so many standards that we have. And we don't put it on Jesus. Yeah. Like, Jesus knows what you need. Like, we talked about this last episode. He knows what you need. And to say flat out, to even be scared that he's not going to send that person to you, in a way that's kind of not trusting him, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're you're putting all this on a human like we as humans we're flawed we're not we're not going to be what you want but through Christ he's gonna he's gonna put that person in your life them and all their flaws but it's that right alignment to where it works yeah and I don't know man it's just it's no absolutely yeah I agree with you a hundred and ten percent it's just we have to trust. That God's going to bring that person. And every single time that we're pressured, and I feel that what you were talking about earlier with her having to get married. I mean, my sister has two children. She got married when she was 21 or 20. Yeah, 22. She got married when she was 22. 
I mean, I'm 25 and I'm not, I mean, I'm not married. So there, that pressure is there, but like, I, I trust God that he's going to bring that person in my life. Mm -hmm. And the main focus is focus on me, focus on what I got to do, focus on being a better spiritual leader, being a better leader, period. God's going to put that person in my life. And I just have to trust that. Like, and then when the time comes, I have to be mature enough spiritually to accept it and to open the doors and to discern. And yeah. I put, you pray for that discernment. You pray for the wisdom. You just get, you had to pray for wisdom, strength, healing. Like you have to pray that your past doesn't interject in what your future should be. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's really good. What you said that I don't ever believe a person should that whole French this person complete. No. Yeah. yeah. Well that stuff. No. People by nature are flawed. I don't think anybody's ever meant to complete you and they're not meant to be your savior. No, that's, that's the continuing in your work. But I do think that complimenting each other and what you said, trusting God, fully trusting him with that and, and keeping your focus on him and what he wants you to do yeah. and everything else will fall into place. Can this person get me closer to the kingdom? That is the number one question. Can this person lead me where I need to go? The answer is no, then congratulations, you've eliminated <laughs> 75% of people. Like it's, you discern if that person can lead you towards Christ and that doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. Yeah. You have to be open to that. You have to be willing to take the risk that maybe that person's not and you accept the hurt mm -hmm. and you learn from it, you move on. That's good. So. Dalton? I don't have anything. You're being, you're being very Whitney this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have anything. Because, I mean, like, I've, I've shared all those points before. And so, like, you're all sharing them now. And so it's like, that's all the points I would have, would have had. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But, I mean, I would encourage our listeners to just keep that process in mind that I just described. Like, are you being led towards, towards the kingdom by that person? If they're not, why is that? I mean, are you willing to... Don't compromise, like you said, like for in what is it? What am I trying to don't compromise for don't compromise and settle for less than what God has put in your heart. Yeah. And I do not expect perfection from people. Don't expect a person to complete you. Don't expect those things and don't cap God with your expectations, but come to him and ask him what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish in you and the rest will fall into place. I believe that he'll bring the right relationship at the right time, the appointed time. And I, I think that he'll bring the person that will co-labor with you and work with you. Um, but yeah, we just want to encourage you guys that relationships are awesome and they can be life-giving, but don't let that hinder your work unto God. And on the, on the flip side of that coin, I know, sorry, we're, we're over time here, but on the flip side of that coin, if you, if you're in a relationship where you feel the tug on your heart, that this is not right. Take it from somebody that has waited way too long. Follow and trust God. When you don't feel it's right, it's going to be temporary pain at the moment, but you're going to be free in the end. Not just out of that relationship. You're going to be, you're, you're, you're opening the door for God to put that person in your life. So trust him when you're single. Trust him if you're in that relationship and you have bad thought, bad feelings about it. You've prayed about it, and those feelings, the Holy Spirit is putting that on you. Mm -hmm. um, so trust the Holy Spirit. Trust God that he's going to put things in your life. Always try and 
obviously improve yourself and your relationship with, with Christ. And like you said, he's going to put in your life. What you said too, just when you are either in a relationship with someone, you shouldn't be doing something you shouldn't be doing or trying to pursue somebody you shouldn't. The conviction's always there and how you kind of identify that is you'll always feel a need to justify it and make excuses as to why it should happen. But whenever I really firmly believe when it's from God, you'll just have this peace. And it'll, like you said, it'll just come natural. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you hear things like that from people, you won't feel feel that turn in your stomach and you won't feel that harsh conviction, mm-hmm. but you'll just have a peace about it. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Well, that's what we have for you guys. You know, let peace be your umpire. And we hope this encourages you. Your umpire. Strike. Totally stole that from my uh, friend Colton, but it's fine. Nice, nice. Well, this is free wine and unleavened bread. Hopefully, on the next episode, we'll have Corianne. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, we miss you. Us. We do miss, we miss you, Corianne Thorpe, Coriander. We wish that you were rolling around on skates with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll All see right. you next time.